It's Thirsty Leo season! Did you drink water today? We know it's not August, but wherever we are, it's always Leo season. This is Colleen. And this is Eileen. And we are the Thirsty Leos. But don't worry, this podcast isn't just about us being Leos. Although it is what brought us together in a faraway country. Our podcast is about... Anime. Thirst. Creating content. Being Asian American woman. And just surviving through life. Welcome back to Thirsty Leo Season, a podcast. A wee, a woo, a wa, a wee, a woo. A Oh my goodness, that's kind of the vibe today. We are so excited for this episode. Colleen and I were talking and we're like, hey, people know a lot about us now, but not a lot about like where we come from and stuff like that. And we're like, obviously we need to tell them everything about us now because that's why we have a podcast. We're thinking kind of like five years just about in the past, like where we were upon that Colleen found that 2017 was like such a crazy year for her where she did a bunch of things and she was just telling me these stories I'm like this should be an entire like we need a lot of space to talk about this so Colleen what do you want to talk about today today we are going to travel back in time we are going back five years in the past 2017 a very monumental year for me but before we get into it how are you Eileen I had a sandwich right before recording, and I think that the sandwich is like giving all of my body the nutrients it needs, but it hasn't quite hit the brain and the mouth yet, and so I'm just like, mm. we're revving up, we're warming up. I've actually been like really great, which is nice. Yeah, so basically I tabled at this expo at UW and with my friend Jess. Yeah, we sold a bunch of stuff there. It was great. And recently, I was having a lot of personal conversations with my partner, and I was basically like, I don't really know if I'm successful or... I don't really know if I'm whatever. Obviously, this whole podcast, you've seen us go through these ups and downs of who are we? What are we doing? Should we be here? What's going on? Let's cry a little bit. I've been kind of getting out of that, but still, I've just been feeling this sort of restlessness. And he basically said to me, like, well, are, are you happy right now? And I was thinking, like, actually, uh, yeah. I work in a little cafe. I love my work. I have some nice friends I've met here. And I just come home and I play a little bit of Genshin and I maybe like doodle a little bit. And then I just started selling a little bit of art, but I don't feel like that pressure to like keep doing that either. Like, I don't know, just like every day I just kind of do my own little thing. And I'm like, yeah, I'd say I'm pretty happy. And he said, congratulations, you're successful. I was like, what? And I'm like, wait, yeah, that makes sense. Like yeah. everyone just wants happiness. That was a mental shift for me where like this whole time I'm just like, oh, I'm just kind of doing whatever. But then I began to look at everything like, oh, I've actually, I've kind of made it in a way like this is what I wanted. I just wanted mm-hmm. to draw and just have a little bit of money just to live on and just like do my own thing. And that's what I've been doing. So since that, yeah. I was like, I just got so happy and I just was like, let me decorate my room. Yeah. <laughs> and so actually uh, on the wall adjacent are like art prints that I've gathered from other artists. I actually like really organized and cleaned up and decorated a little bit more and like really settled in. And I've just been feeling really on top of it lately. Yeah, which is probably why I'm tired. For our v- audio <laughs> listeners, I actually have my art plastered in the back here. Woo! Yes, thank you. Do you want to share you. with us who's on your wall? Oh, Wow, thanks for asking, babe. Yeah. This is so. This is Tanjiro's from Demon Slayer. If you don't know, Ugh. 
So I actually drew this back in 2019 when I was anticipating for Biocon in 2020, and that was canceled the same weekend at my graduation due to COVID. Say it was the same weekend, so um that never happened. But I had this art, and I'm like, okay, I'll sell that. And then this is the only kind of like innocent art that I have. And then after that, it's just there's shit. <laughs> this is my uh, my Ito like prints. Yeah, that I'm I may might be stupid, but I'm not ugly. And then this is like I think the signature. This is the one that really solidified that I really enjoy drawing just like mm. abs. Uh. And other things. Yeah, and then the rest are some other prints that I sold and uh, it was a really successful weekend and it was super fun. <laughs> and there's I think there's another one coming in two weeks that I'm kinda getting ready for now. That's so awesome. Thank I you. love that your perspective on where you are has changed so much ever since your talk with your partner. You now feel like there's a sense of belonging in where you are. Is that yes. right? Yes. Yeah, I feel a lot like yeah like i've made it like this is what i wanted anyway like a sense of belonging a sense of also pride i haven't been happy where i am in so long or maybe i just never stopped and realized that what i had was enough and i'm happy that i realized that because now i'm really leaning into like what i like and where i am it's really nice it may not be like what success may look like for the world earning millions of dollars or like being hella famous with your art but like as long as you're happy in what you're doing like girl i'm just so happy for you colleen <laughs> yeah how are you i am also good i also <sighs> feel like you know i'm back baby yeah. You know, I've been busy with a new job, which is really exciting. Ooh. Ooh, and although that kind of takes away from where I wanted to be creatively, like YouTube, podcast, drawing. Obviously, I'm not an artist like Eileen. But, you know, that's what I enjoy doing on the time that I have off. Also, I've been really trying to tap into what my passion is, where I want to mm. be, if I am on the correct path. Because I feel ever since moving to Taiwan, plans changed. I felt like, dude, am I even supposed to be in Taiwan? Right, and even right. though I'm still yeah. struggling with that question, it's a lot of, okay, if I'm here, I might as well work at what I'm given, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think I'm where Eileen is at yet because I feel like she's really found her sense of belonging. I'm still trying to find mm -hmm. that, which is something I am struggling with. But then I feel like I'm hopefully going to get there soon. Mm, yeah, yeah. I was, that was just about to ask. I'm like, where do you feel like you are in that like treadmill because like honestly for me like yeah i have made friends and we're very different because you're still in taiwan in the mm -hmm. foreign country that like you and i both got traumatized from <laughs> like, yeah. you, you have family over there you're you're teaching english you're not like yeah. in your passion work right now and you haven't been so we're in very different situations but i do want to like just say that for me it was it was a mindset shift because up until a few days ago i still felt like i'm like i don't know where i am am i am i supposed mm. to be here i'm not making enough yeah. money i'm not using my degree like what the what what am i doing like the friends that i'm yeah. making does is it even should i be i actually like this <laughs> and but i had enough sort of inventory in my memory of happiness to to feel like yeah this feels right i know that that's very different for you like over there all alone my, my baby girl but i really hope that that comes soon and more okay. happy things can go in your inventory and of course more money more jobs more opportunities more learning like that's good you know maybe a little bit here and there for art summer's coming it's warming up a little bit over there and i'm here loving you as per usual thank you so much Eileen. what would i do without you what would i do without this podcast we'd both cry <laughs> we'd both be crying still i'm really happy that we're both on this mm. path of just figuring it out mm. And we're still yeah. on it. Yeah, we're know? still on it. Yeah, just because I'm happy doesn't mean I quit, bitch. 
Fafna. <laughs> Anyways, let's yes. get into what we are going to talk about today. Mm. So mm. I would like everybody to please close your eyes. Oh, wow. And we are going to be in a time machine traveling back to 2017. Wow. 2017. Flowers in the air. Uh, we were young. Perfect. Perfect. So 2017 was a very monumental year for me because mm-hmm. I feel like that was the year that I really figured out what I wanted to do in that time. <laughs> like now that I'm looking back, I'm like, okay, I really figured out what I want to do in 2017. But now that I'm looking right now, I'm like, oof. But I'm still searching. So like, obviously, it's like, it's that's like life. like you said, it, yeah. that's life. It's a that's journey. Life. It's always it's always going. <laughs> in 2017, I moved to Cambodia. Oh wow! Why you may ask? You why? might be wondering why Cambodia. Why? 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 When? Why? Exactly. <laughs> Hostile question. Bilingual. Bilingual <laughs> podcast out here. Yeah, tell us, please. So what had happened was I was heartbroken. And oh my God. isn't that the reason why we always do crazy things? Girl, oh, uh, my God. <laughs> I just broke up with someone in that time. In the, It was the beginning of the year. and Wait, like December? Like it's January? Like literally? Yeah, like December I broke up. And then so then January. So you, ooh, new you year. started the new year like single and pringly yeah. and sad and sad <laughs> lovely love that <laughs> exactly so i was hella sad uh the the relationship was already long distance but i felt like mm. in la i was just feeling really like i wanted to run away i really didn't mm. want to be there anymore and i think at the time i was not doing school i did not have a job i i usually take these times in my life where i i don't have anything lined up and i just yeah. really take time to think about where i want to be and what i want to wow. do yeah and you know, it may not sound very conventional or like, oh, you're just wasting your time. But I feel like those are the moments that I really figure out where I want to yeah, be and what yeah. I want to do. I want to know, how old are you during this time? <gasps> I was a fresh baby. I was 20 at the time. <gasps> 20 going on 21. 21. Ah, oh, I you're was such t- a baby. You were turning 21 this year, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Big year. Baby for sure. Naive, immature, all mm. that good cute. stuff. Cute. 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 <laughs> Thank you. So how Cambodia came to be, like, to this day, I still don't know. Like, for some reason, Cambodia just popped up in my mind. Mm. And my sister did missions there before. So I've heard of Cambodia. You know, I've, I've always wanted to visit. I don't know how Cambodia came to my mind, but I asked my mom about my cousins who I heard was going to Cambodia but it wasn't like anything set but then my cousins who are from Taiwan were going to move to Cambodia and then suddenly I was like hey like what are they doing like where are they right now like I don't know how I don't know why they just popped into my head they were my favorite cousins from my mom's side and so I was like kind of like wondering you know like oh I did hear a little bit here and there that there were rumors that they were going to be starting a boba shop slash shaved ice shop in Cambodia (laughs) and so I was like oh where are they my mom's like oh they just moved there and like you know they're starting their business and something in my heart was just like I want to be there I want to go to Cambodia. I want to help out with the store. Was it in that moment or like did you bring, okay, like did you bring it up to your mom like kind of like, oh, maybe I can go or was it when she said they're there now you're like, I'm going. 
Ooh, I was like, when my mom brought it up, I was like, hey, like, what if I went? It was like a mm. question at the time. Yeah, yeah. But I also am the type to be like, I only ask these questions if I'm actually serious about it. I'm not, I'm not yeah. the type to be like, oh, what if I did yeah. this? But then I did Yeah. Don't. Yeah. So I You're was looking like, for a way when, out, basically. You're like, exactly. Looking. Mm-hmm. I was like, who Love wants that. to take me in? I'll go. I'll be <laughs> Love there. Love that. I'll, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I was like, okay, let me move there. And before you know it, I had a plane ticket oh for six God. months to go to Cambodia. Wow. And I was going to go all by myself. Hell yeah. Yeah. I didn't have any money. I didn't no have money. any people. No, I didn't know no anybody friends. there. But I was like, no lover. I'm going for it. <laughs> nobody. Little heartbroken couch surfer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It really I love do me. be like that. It really do be like I, that. This is I admiration. Need. I so admire you. I packed my little bags and I moved <laughs> to Cambodia. And in my head, I'm like, la tita, I'm going to have the time of my life. I'm running away. My problems are left in L.A. Mm. And eyes will be open in Cambodia. Yeah, I will yeah. start this business. My cousin is going to be successful. It's going to mm-hmm. be awesome. We're mm-hmm. going to start this really cool boba shop. It's going to be awesome, basically. Yeah, right? we're talking money travel little naive colleen oh stupid stupid <laughs> girl <laughs> a little naive heartbroken couch surfer <laughs> i'm gonna take that from now on i will accept it with so much confidence the first day that arrived oh my gosh it was like a culture shock for me just like it was in taiwan the thing is i've never been to cambodia and mm. I've been to Taiwan multiple times. Like oh, now that yeah. I'm looking back on it, I've yeah. been to Taiwan multiple times. So like the culture shock here was crazy, but you know, it wasn't like I feel like twenty year old Colleen, like what was she thinking? She's never been to Cambodia. She's moving there. Wow. Oh, I'm so ballsy. I'm like proud of myself. Fuck yeah. Yeah, like wow. Yeah. Like looking yeah. back, I'm like, Oh, that's pretty dope. At the time Cambodia was still a third world country, it's still developing and it was very, very hot. I don't do well in hot weather. Your girl gets very grumpy and very upset in hot weather. Cambodia is like one of those countries that don't have winters, so it's always summertime. Mm, so Anyways, like tropical. I, yes, tropical and, weather. And did you, you went, so like, okay, the heartbreak happened in January. What what month did you go? January. You went in January? Yeah. What? End of January. I you, started. You yeah. had a you had one you got like 30 days of just like sadness and then you just left the country yeah. <gasps> i really said fuck this shit i I'm love out. you i love you so much oh my god this is our best friends hell yes <laughs> i thought you were like you i don't know maybe like a month or three just like oh because you're talking about it's hot so i'm like is that summer but then you're like it's all year round i'm like january literally yeah. 30 day okay sorry yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. end of crazy. january i was like i'm out I don't know why. Like, I was like, get me out of here as soon as possible. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The thing is, my ex was even there. Like, I could have stayed a bit. But no, I was glad. I was glad that I left. I was I'm like, glad I'm you left, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I arrived. The first day was crazy. Like, I, I don't even think it sunk in yet that I was in Cambodia because of how shocked I was, you know? And I moved in with my cousins. They lived in a one-bedroom apartment. I literally slept on the floor. Like, mm. they gave me, a, like, a, uh, what's it called? What's that thing called? <laughs> a, a, I almost said tampon. I don't know. What <laughs> oh, like a tatami mat-ish? Sort yeah, of what are those th- things called? You know, I'm, I just want to re-label or re-honorific you. 
you're now a naive, heartbroken floor surfer. You didn't even have a couch. <laughs> I didn't have a couch. I slept on the floor, basically. On the floor. And I lived with them. And that was it. And then we, I started my journey in Cambodia. When I first moved there, I was really shocked by everything. It's so different compared to even Taiwan, even compared, to, of course, to America. It was just so different. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have anyone I could talk to. My relationship was in secret. So at that time, I think like my friendships were not really solid at that point because you know mm, i've just yeah. been in secret and in hiding and obviously yeah. i couldn't really tell my friends so it was like i basically ran away all by myself you know oh my and God. i didn't ha i didn't talk to my cousins about it i wasn't really on that level where i was willing to like share and be open about that so i was just there left with my thoughts left with what was i doing there like what was i doing in cambodia like i came to help but it wasn't like it wasn't like a poppin' business either. Because when I arrived mm -hmm. there, it was actually the, the storefront that my cousins rented was like a past Italian restaurant. It was kind of crusty, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Wait, was it like, was it small or was it like big? It was small. It was like small. really small. There were probably like six tables and then... Oh not yeah. very renovated because my cousin told me that it was always his dream to open a shop and he wanted to open one for the sake of saying he opened one so mm. i don't think he invested a lot of money or time right. into opening right. it he, it wasn't like he had this dream of like i'm gonna have this really cute popping hip like little boba shop out in cambodia it was like i'm open the shop sorry not to talk about your cousin like right. that but, but right. basically he he opened it and then yeah. that was the thing he did it. Yeah, I think, yeah, he just did it for the sake of opening a shop, saying he, that he did it before, which mm. was also really dope because I do also admire that. But I felt like the st shop was just kind of very, like, they just made do with what they had. Right, yeah. And so I arrived there and I was like, you're lying. Like, there, I was there and then, like, they were still renovating the place. And they're like, yeah, we'll be done with renovations by tomorrow. And I was like. Tomorrow? When I was there already, they were already, like, setting it up. So then, but they were, wait, like, they were, had renovators coming over. Wait, so I want to know, then, how, sorry, sorry. How yeah. long were they in Cambodia before you were there? Like, a few weeks? A month before me. A month before you. And then, so they bought it. And then it was still being renovated by when you came in. So you came in, like, basically before open. Yes. And like you maybe, saw the state. Maybe one to two weeks before they opened. Oh, wow. And then I was looking around. I was like, you're not renovating these things? And then they're like, no, we're done. And I'm like, okay so that really set the tone of where i was i'm not there to complain at all like i right. was there on oh, yeah. my own will and accord so oh, i couldn't yeah. i didn't really have a say in anything but i was just like super shocked right i arrived it was hot it was sweaty and then i was like oh my god and then like oh uh, that was my thoughts at the time as time progressed you know the the boba shop opened turns out it was not a boba shop they were just going to be selling shaved ice and they were also making do with what they had. They kept on the chef that was the Italian restaurant chef. And they continued to sell Italian food. Oh, no way. Wait. Wait, I, I assumed that they were trying to, like, keep the purse strings pretty tight. So when he said that they didn't do boba, they did shave ice, I'm like, right. It's a little cheaper, probably. It was it mostly Italian food and shave ice? Or was it just, like, yeah. mostly shave ice and then some Italian food? It was like both. It was like half half. Wait, so then like, basically, oh, sorry, wait. They didn't even open a shave ice shop. They just moved into this old Italian restaurant's spot and then kept yeah. the chef on. So they were like yeah. squatters. In this. Yeah. <laughs> you were business squatting in an Italian restaurant. 
kind of selling shave ice on the side. Yeah, it was just like an add-on menu or something. Oh my gosh! Now that I look back, it's so funny. He sold like risotto, like seafood risotto, oh. Oh, was duck it good? breast. It was actually surprisingly good. That's funny. Wait, that makes it more because you said it wasn't popping, right? There wasn't a large, a large like clientele or anything. No. Let me tell you something. Okay. We had fries on the menu as just like an add-on. Right, fries. Right. Yeah. They're like one dollar fries. That mm. was our most popular menu item. Oh man, I do feel that though. I do feel that. It's always the little things. But also wait, so if he was the chef at the restaurant before it was your squatting business <laughs> then were there not people that still stuck around for the Italian food or did the shop have to sell because the Italian food was not popular? It was that. It was that. So then why did your cousins re-enlist him to sell Italian food? I think they thought that the shaved ice would bring a new factor to the business and therefore make it booming. But I had cousins from my dad's side from Vietnam that were in Cambodia doing business. After moving there, I reconnected with them. I've never met them in my life. I was talking to them, and then they also knew that like my cousins from my mom's side opened a shaved ice slash Italian restaurant in (laughs) Cambodia. And they were kind of telling me like, oh, like, that's not a very smart business idea Mm. because in Cambodia it's like this there's like the really rich and then there's the really poor the food that Mm. my cousin was trying to sell was like middle class food the rich people aren't going to go to your restaurant for middle class Italian food if they are Mm. they're going to go to someplace nice and for the poor people like they're not going to spend eight dollars on a pasta because that Mm. for them is too much if they can just get a one dollar noodle on on the street stalls so for them like their business idea was already kind of like flawed to begin with I think but like I said he was making do with what he had he was just trying to open a place yeah I, I don't think we mentioned but also great on your cousin and his wife too I mean like that's pretty ballsy too for them to just like yeah, yeah. we're gonna go to Cambodia and buy this freaking store and freaking open up and sell shave ice like that's pretty ballsy too so kudos to yes. them wow yeah yeah I think yeah. I was influenced by their I see where you get it from yeah you're like yeah, I yeah, <laughs> runs yeah. in the family. I love it <laughs> so anyways that kind of set the tone for what the <laughs> business was like and it was weird it was awkward <laughs> like there was nobody every single day Hey guys, literally, I would sit there just looking at my cousins, my cousins looking at me, and I was like, oh, like, legitimately, guys, I looked forward to going to the supermarket to buy Oreos for them if we ran out. Like, that's oh the kind God. of things that I looked forward to in a day. Oh, it was the little things that really counted. Were know? you there every day, like, seven days a week? Yeah. How many customers <laughs> in a day? On, oh, on, in a day? In a day. On a good yeah. day? Yeah. Like, three. Dude, no. <laughs> Come on. Really? I'm dead ass. <laughs> what does a bad day look like? Like one. Oh. So you didn't have a lit time then? No. But I will say my experience in Cambodia. <laughs> Sorry. Keep talking. Sorry. I'm having a moment. Talk. <laughs> I will say my time in Cambodia, now looking back at it, I fucking loved it. That was the time of my life that I really got to know myself because I didn't have friends I didn't have I felt like I was ripped out of my comfort zone and put into this foreign country with nobody with none of my crutches for whenever I was feeling like emotionally unstable like before in the past whenever I was emotionally stable you know I drive my car out go get boba go get good food okay my negative energy is now all gone and I never got to confront any of those emotions but now that I was in Cambodia with nobody I didn't have a car I didn't have good food there were days where 
where we would just eat rice and veggies, guys. Like, legitly, <laughs> one plate of vegetables for three people. And that was it. Like, the chef would bring it out, and he'd be like, that's lunch. And I'm like, you're lying. Where's the meat? Wait. The, Where's the-, the chef can make risotto and everything else, and the staff meal is just rice and veggies? Yes. My cousins are like, we're going to be eating, like, staff meals. And I was like, yeah, that's understandable, you know? It would be rice and veggies. I mean, of course, the chef, he was Cambodian, so then he would cook, like, traditional oh. Cambodian food, which oh. was really good. But then sometimes he would be lazy and just cook rice and veggies. Wow. Well, I didn't know he, I didn't know he was Cambodian. That's, that's adds more yes. flavor to the mix. Yeah, and a Cambodian man Cam- making mm-hmm. Italian food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. What, yeah. happened, what happened was the old Italian restaurant owner went to Europe to learn and then he came back, he opened his restaurant and he taught his chef. Oh, I love he that. left and then the chef stayed. So then that's the reason why we have Italian food. And I was not there to complain at all because right, obviously right. I had free room, I had free food. Like who was I to complain about I mean, my vegetable rice life? Again, you, know? you had a free floor and you had yeah. a free job of renting Oreos to people. You had free rice and veggies, which is like all you really need, honestly. Yeah, and yeah. I had free heartbreak as well. So it was just a perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, combo, you're still really. you're still broken up. So my time in Cambodia, I was really happy that I got to spend time with my favorite cousin from Taiwan, and I was also really glad that I got to reconnect with my dad's side because most of my dad's side lives in Vietnam and like Southeast Asia. So then I never even met some of them before. Mm-hmm. So the cousin that I am now talking about that was already in Cambodia, she married a Cambodian businessman and they opened like hotels, bars. It was oh, awesome. Oh, this is on your dad's they, side. Sorry, your dad's side? Yes, mm-hmm. this is my, my dad's mm-hmm. side. And they had a son my age. So Ooh. he's my nephew. At first, he was like, oh, like, let me take you around Cambodia. It'll be a lot of fun. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Like, And like that was like my only friend. And I'll tell a fun story. I was not into the drinking scene because at that time I was 20, right? I was still underage in America. But in Cambodia, there are so many rooftop bars. <sighs> They are absolutely amazing. Like, they're so cheap. Like, it's like $5 for a cocktail. Oh, jeez. Wait, wait. What is the yeah. drinking age in Cambodia legal? Like 12. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Illegally, I think they said 16, 16 or 18. Or so, like, like, like Taiwan, that. too, then. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. like Taiwan. But obviously, they don't even check your ID. No, I never once was like, checked crazy. ever in Taiwan, I think. <laughs> exactly so my nephew one day he like called me up he's like hey do you like to drink and i was like trying to be cool like yeah i like to drink i was like i drink every day Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) obviously i didn't have much experience in america but i i I know that i enjoyed it He's like, oh, like, let me pick you up. Like, me and my friends are going to a bar. And then I was like, okay, dope. He picks me up. And then we go to, like, this really cool bar. And it's, like, it's very interesting because it's, like, a club. Just imagine this. A club where there's tables, right? You know how, like, at clubs there's, like, tables? You're eating in a club, like a nightclub scene. Eating. You're like eating Like, real dinner. food or eating just, dinner. like, dinner? Real Wait, food. is it legit like, like chicken wings oh. stuff? You're sitting there eating a full on meal with dunce, 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 dunce in the background. And like somebody's making it on the corner, and like you just see some condoms on the ground. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm painting my own picture here. You, you paint yours. <laughs> Go ahead. That's a really good picture to paint. So I'm eating, and then back then I was still very shy. I was very like not outspoken. I wasn't funny. I felt like I was just like, I really kept to myself. But the culture there was so different. I sat down and it was him and just like six girls. And I was like, okay, like if that's the vibe, that's cool. 
you know what I'm saying? Wait, like, they were all, like, interested in it? There's dating? No, they've been childhood friends since they were born. So then, like, he hangs out with his childhood friends. and then All six of them? He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, they're all girls. Like, you're going to have fun. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, it was really nice of him. So, like I said, because his dad's a businessman, right? So they're on the richer side of Cambodia. So all the girls are rich, too, with their Chanel bags, Gucci bags. And I'm like, oh, like, I obviously did not fit into that category either because, you know, like I said, I was really broke going to Cambodia. So that was, like, a good meal for me. As the night goes on, and then all of a sudden, he's like, hey, my friend's here. And then he comes in with two bodyguards. And this guy is dressed in, like, this gold shirt. He's flashy. He's there. And I'm like, oh, who is that? Like, in my head, my nephew comes and he, like, whispers to me. He's like, that's the prime minister's son. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? That's the prime minister of Cambodia's son. And my nephew is, like, besties with him or something. And I was like, oh, cool. What? Yeah, and that's why he had like two bodyguards with him. He had he was like Sh- he was like shy bu shy bu shy shy bu shy bu shy he's like he's like he's like this kind of like uh, chubby or guy because you know obviously like in Cambodia eating, I think it's like they eat they eat rich. they eat meat holy shit they're not they're eating they rice eat rice and veggies for staff meals yeah 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 and his like skinny ass girlfriend who was white as heck oh, yeah, yeah. like next to him and I was like oh my god and he's like yeah the party's about to get switched up and I was like oh there's a second party so after hanging out with his childhood friends we say goodbye First of all, I was also really surprised how expensive it was. It was like $100 USD per person. Oh, yeah. That, wow. Like just so it was a nice place. But like, yeah. it was a nice place mm. and he paid for it. I was like, thanks, Jesus, bro. Jesus, man. Wow. <laughs> so we switch it up to another club. It's now another club, ladies and gentlemen. <gasps> we go to another club. And this time, it's much squishier. It's like now squishier? you're standing at a table. Like, it's much more oh. packed. Sorry. It's like a more lit club. Sorry. It's a more lit club. And there's way more people. But the bodyguards are just standing there protecting our table. Oh. Because freaking prime minister's Holy fucking shit. grandson. And my nephew decides to go crazy. And he starts throwing up on people. Oh. <laughs> on people? On. He threw up on the prime minister's <gasps> grandson. But they're besties, right? Was it? Did he get a little in his They're mouth? Besties. Was like an indirect kiss sort of situation? It was no, like he was like he threw up on his shoes. Like he like obviously oh went God. on the floor and he like threw up on his oh shoes. And the bodyguards carried him into the bathroom. Like legitimately, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna beat the shit out of out of him. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> but no, they just brought him to the bathroom to clean him Aww, up. They were so nice. That's so nice. Girl, yeah. Anyway, you were in a like a hangover, <laughs> like you know the hangover movies. You're in a hangover movie type of plot situation yeah exactly. or like crazy that's rich asians like that's you're in in between of those two you could have swiped in there shove the skinny bitch out of the way but like, hey i'm from america what's up you know I, it's, I don't i don't care if you're not exactly. shy like let's like 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 you got money <laughs> let's get it let's get it. you got money let's get you it you could have gone um, from heartbroken was... to like huh no, i'm kidding i don't know to rich rich huh <laughs> i should have Hold more moves. I was just taking everything in because, like I said, I was living every day with my cousins from Taiwan with the little store. Not that that was a poor life. Like, my cousins took me to the rooftop bars, too, but it was, like, different. You know, it was, like, my age group partying it up in Cambodia, like, living their best lives. And the Prime Minister Ganson was so nice. He even poured me drinks. I was like, is this, like, is this, like, legal? Like, shouldn't I be the one (laughs) pouring you drinks, sir? (laughs) 
But he was so nice. Aww. He even cheers me a couple times. He got really happy after he got drunk. Aww. He's smiling Aww. from ear to ear. Aww. I'm glad Very for him. Very nice man. Oh, well, good for yeah, him. That was how, like, my first crazy night in Cambodia was. And <sighs> my my nephew dropped me off, and then I was locked out of my cousin's apartment. <laughs> because they forgot to unlock the door for me. What time was it? I got home at, like, 3 a.m. Oh, That's my why. God. Yeah. And anyways, that was like one of the craziest Wait, no. nights that I had. No, how did it end? Did you get inside? Yeah, <sighs> I ended. I I hella knocked and I was hella kept calling them. And then finally, I heard my cousin because from the door I could hear my cousin. I was like, oh, he's he's going to the bathroom. So I hella knocked. I was like, hello, hello. <laughs> and then they opened the door for me. They're like, oh, because you know there's two locks. Yeah. Usually the safety lock from inside. They actually locked that one. Mm. So then um, I was like, oh, thank you. And they're like, wow, you came home late. And I was like, yeah. And then like, I was like, yeah. He's. They're like, you had a good time. I was like, yeah. Party with the prime minister grandsons. Good time. Good time. So that was like one of the highlights of Cambodia. Of course, another highlight was getting to spend time with my dad's side. They invited me on this random family trip, and I don't know like. 80% of these people, I've never met them. But they're like, hey, do you want to come? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, they didn't speak English or Chinese, and I didn't speak Vietnamese, Cantonese, or, you know, Cambodian. So I was just there by myself. But I am so glad that I had little experiences like that where I was able to say yes to a lot of things that I would mm. not be able to say yes yeah. to if I had a life in America. Yeah. I was basically left with nothing. So everything that came my way, I just said yes. And I was very open to a lot of new experiences that... I think now that I look back, like now, if I went back, I think I would say no, mm. because as I'm older, you know, more fears, yeah. more things yeah. come my way. Yeah. But I was so young and I was like ready. I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's have fun. <sighs> and I got to connect with a lot of them. Have you seen them since? No, I have not. That's also unfortunate, but it's like that. Well, that's perfect. You were there at the right time. You know, they happened to all be yeah. there. They happened to invite you on the trip. You were in that mode and that chaotic, heartbroken, everything just kind of bumping around time of your life or everything was a yes like okay yeah i'm down yeah that was beautiful exactly yeah. looking back on it i'm so grateful that i went to cambodia although every day it felt uneventful i was really just at my cousin's shop sitting there i would journal every day that was when i started to really journal oh, every day yes. and sometimes i would go out to coffee shops like maybe once a week i would go to a nice fancy coffee shop mm -hmm. and i would sit there and i would sometimes even be like crying in the coffee oh, shop just reflecting yeah. on my life i was really grateful for that alone time because i felt like in that time i had no distractions of how people should tell me mm. how i should heal from my heartbreak yeah. or how people would tell me oh you shouldn't be doing this like that's not what you should be doing with your mm. life right now yeah. it was really just about how i wanted to live my life and how i was able to heal in that time <sighs> so that was really awesome and then at that time i also got to go to thailand with my cousins <gasps> And I got to experience, like, really the Southeast Asia life, which I actually fell in love with. Like, every time I think back on that time, I'm like, I love Cambodia. I love Thailand so much because it's such a, like, special place in my heart because I feel like, yeah, like, there was those moments that I got to spend a lot of time by myself enjoying things without anyone else. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, it's like, it was just like me. Yeah. And there's no yeah. like radio interference. It's just your wavelength, you know, and there's no one around yeah. you, no family, no friends, nothing downsides, but also upside. There's no no judgment. There's no people telling you there's no subconsciousness. There's nothing. It's just you experiencing things purely through your eyes and your eyes alone. The yeah. only thing that you can bring back to me and other people are just your recountings of it. But that memory 
of you is so precious just in those moments like it's so pure it's awesome thank you yeah so what happened was after thailand cambodia i reconvened in taiwan with my sister and a group of friends that was actually always the plan which was really awesome oh. now that i think about it i'm so grateful that i had that opportunity to go to cambodia go to thailand and then also now i'm in taiwan wow. reunited with my sister and a bunch of friends Damn. and that is when my youtube journey began. <gasps> that's the one yes what? so my sister had this dream of coming to taiwan filming like a short mini travel series with friends and Obviously, it began with her dream and the, her passion of filming the beauty and the food of Taiwan. And then from there, that is when the YouTube journey began. Dude. Ever since meeting Colleen, obviously, the YouTube vlogging, traveling and stuff. But I know back, back, back in like in the fur reaches of her channel, like those are the old videos. And you said, oh, yeah, that's when Lorraine and I were traveling with friends. And she edited those. Are the, mm -hmm. Is that from that trip? That is Dude. from that trip. Dude. Wow, that's so cool. While I was in Taiwan, my grandma passed away while me and my sister were in Taiwan. So we actually were able to go to her funeral and we were able to celebrate the life that she had and then say goodbye while we were in Taiwan. Like it was so perfect. Like we were in Taiwan for like maybe three days and then we got the news that my grandma passed away. And I was like, if we were in America, like I don't think we would be able to make it out to Taiwan because of the timing and everything. And so we were in Taiwan, we created that travel series. We went around hostels singing for free rooms, oh, yeah. which was really fun. And it was just such a like wholesome experience that I had with my friends. I had my alone time, you know, and now that I'm reunited with my friends, I feel like I started a new journey that time when my sister decided that she wanted to film a YouTube series wow. because that has really capillated to where I am now. I took over the YouTube channel. It's mine now. I do all the editing. I do all the filming by myself. I think that's why I would say like 2017 was definitely the year that changed my whole life around. Also, I was not doing school at the time in 2017, even though I was 20 years old, I was not going to school. But I came back after Taiwan and I was like, wait, I think I kind of want to go to school. And it was like something that I never thought about. I always thought that I would either go to culinary school or I would like just kind of do my own thing and not go to school. But after going to Cambodia and then realizing, I was like, wait, I think I want to start my own business. Mm. That was when the idea came yeah. out. And then that fall, mm. I went to college for that. Wow. That whole year, like every single day was a struggle, but also every single day, like I learned something new about myself or like where I wanted to be and it was it was so eventful every single day wow so wait so you started the journey January freshly broken up and then you were in Cambodia for how many months was it five months five months and then you mm -hmm. went to Thailand like that was just a quick like trip kind of thing yes it was like a quick trip quick trip you rendezvoused in Taiwan mm-hmm and then you made it back to America. And then when did you start business school? It was like the end of the year? Fall. So <gasps> September. Oh, wow. That's a whole year. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so I was in Taiwan from May to July, mm. from July to September. I felt like I was dealing with the breakup once again. Because yeah. after the breakup, in the beginning, we were friends. We were cool. We would still call each other. You know, it was all good in the hood. But then, like, after summer hit, like, when... My ex was like, no, I'm not going to Taiwan with you. I was like, oh. In that moment, I was like, I, I don't think we're ever going to be friends again. Yeah. And so that's when it really hit me that I was like, yeah, we're like, we're 
broken, broken. And so summer, that was like probably the hardest summer of my life where I was just dealing with the whole breakup. So I would say like, even though like I did break up in January, like, and January to May, it was like Cambodia. Like I I feel like in that moment, I was just learning about myself. Mm -hmm. And then in the summer, I was really dealing with the breakup. Mm. But most importantly, above the breakup or whatever, that's, that's only how the year started. But what you accomplished and what you did, the experiences that you had, that that's a big year. Ah, yeah, I love this. Thanks for sharing. I know I've said that I keep like you. You say your fun story thing, and then I'm like, oh yeah, that's so amazing. And then I listen some more, and then yeah. I'm like, oh my god, that is so amazing. And I just keep saying the same thing over. Here. But that really is so cool. It's like your Genesis story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You discovered yourself. Yeah. You did the thing. You did the little boba shot. Oh wait, I want to know how it went. What happened to their boba? Their thing. Oh, actually, it closed down. <laughs> No way. <laughs> yeah. How long did it last? I think a year. I think they lasted for a year. Really? Which is good. That's actually, that's actually, um, did it ever like pick up a little bit? I'm just curious. Like, did it ever, like they sold five I, customers a day or? I don't know. Actually. Have you heard from them? The cousins since? Oh yeah. They still live in Cambodia right oh, now. Oh, good for They're them. They're still there. They're just working for like companies now. That's so cool. Like, I do see where you get it from. Yeah. Just that like, just go do the thing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that sort of wraps up where I was five years ago. And I think mm-hmm. the reason why I wanted to share and then for the next episode, Eileen will be able to share about her <laughs> life five years ago. I think like it really just does come full circle to yeah. where I am right now. You know, that year was so monumental for me. Like it really was the year that I discovered myself, what I wanted to do, what my passion was. And now that I'm back in Taiwan... You know, uh, less broken for sure, but chasing that dream and like it just really reminded me like I was looking back on pictures. I was reading back on the journals that I had every day I was writing. I was like, am I supposed to be here or like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I just I feel like I'm wasting it. But I look back on that year and that time in Cambodia and I was like, bro, I learned so much. I grew so much. I became who I wanted to be. And hopefully in the next five years, I will be able to look back on my time here in Taiwan and feel the same way. Absolutely. There are glaringly bright similarities, right? You went on Cambodia basically on a whim and your people were opening a little boba shop over there just to do it. And so you went. And then here you are. You went to Taiwan originally to also open a boba shop, right? Yeah. To just go. Fell in love with Southeast Asia. And now you're here as well. And then you fell in love with like doing your own thing, forging your own path. Struggling is just part of what you do. And you're great at it, you know? And now look at you. You're not sleeping on the floor. You have a little bit more than rice and veggies. Like, I know I've been bringing it up the entire, you know, you got a bed, you know, your sister's there. You've been there for like well over a year now. You've Mm -hmm. been there for a while. Yeah. And you're still thriving. Every single time we talk, there's something new. You know, you're either English teaching or starting this new thing, applying for this new job. Now you have another job. You're always moving forward. I cannot wait to see what it'll be in five years. And it'll be so clear now, like later, like why you were here in Taiwan. I know that it always feels hopeless or even Mm. me and Seattle, like, what are we doing here? But that's beautiful. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me to share and giving me the space. I feel like that's one of the reasons why I love to like look back and reflect on the past, because I feel like a lot of times I forget how 
meaningful mm-hmm. my time in Cambodia was. But being able to share it, and then I'm like, wow, you're right. A lot of things came out from it, despite mm-hmm. me feeling like it was such a waste of time. I was, I felt like I was just playing. I felt like you know, in my twenties, like, but I feel like that's what your twenties should be. Like exactly, it be yeah. Weird. It should be yes. feeling like, oh my god, I'm so lost. But it yeah. should also feel like. You know, looking back on it, I'm like, it brought me somewhere. Exactly. I'm just, I'm, I love it. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My time in Cambodia, I always look back on it with a smile on my face. And I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that I do the same for my time here in Taiwan. <laughs> because obviously in Cambodia, I was there for five months. So that was like, even then it was like a little more temporary than what it is right now. My time mm-hmm. in Taiwan, I've been here for almost two years. Holy and- yeah wow i don't know like every single day like yeah i'm ready to go back to america and then a new opportunity arises i'm like ooh, i should take it and then mm-hmm. i learn more and i'm still learning i'm still growing and i'm hoping that it can bring me a step closer to where i want to wait that's awesome you know we're exactly where we need to be you know we are in our 20s and even if we weren't even if we're a little older or younger like this is life this is just figuring it out and you're amazing at it and i'm amazing at it like this is beautiful yeah it really is like you were saying it is true like i can't really see it now because like i'm so stuck in my head and like you said it's like such a perspective change because like you were saying like even just a few days ago you were like i don't know if this is where i'm supposed to be you know Mm. and then you talk to your partner and you're like yeah i'm like really happy with where i am i think that that goes the same for me too because like you know if it wasn't for taiwan i wouldn't have met you this podcast Mm. would have never been this Mm. this whole life that i'm constructing now out of this experience would have never been and yeah. it's it's just so crazy. It's your origin story. It is my origin story. Your, and also, yeah, I feel like if you had never met me, maybe you never would have given anime another chance. Like maybe <laughs> anime who? Anime, anime what? where? Anime what? I don't know. I don't know that. That's not me. <laughs> I think always keeping your mind open to new possibilities. Because I feel like if I was closed-minded, I also would have never given anime a chance. Or I would have never mm. moved to Cambodia or Taiwan. Anyways, on the next episode, we will be hearing Eileen's origin story. So stay tuned for that. She gave me this beautiful, comfortable space to talk about this. Next episode. Eileen, the floor will be yours. I have cleared the I've floor. Cleaned oh. It. Oh. The floor oh. will be and yours. And I've mopped it with my body. You're gonna see how this came to be. This mm-hmm. one. And yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna splash on that floor that's solid rock. Tears. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Thank you guys. Don't forget to stay thirsty. Drink lots of water. Stay and cry. And cry. <laughs> Our favorite activity. Tears of to joy. Do together. <laughs> All right, stay thirsty, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Thirsty Leo Season. To stay updated, check out our Instagram, Spotify, and YouTube. We appreciate every follower, sub, and listener like you. Also, if you want to buy us a boba, we have a small Ko-Fi link below. See you next time.